the show and tell us what you got. Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Good evening, boys and girls. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, it's me again, Miss Anita Cocknow. Art Star Scene Radio, a.k.a. Ass Radio. And speaking of ass, there's a very important holiday that just happened a couple of days ago. It's Ass Wednesday. Now, that commemorates when Jesus lined up his apostables, his constables, his, his super fans, and he sat on their faces. And if he left a little bit of poo on your forehead, that meant you went directly to heaven. So Ass Wednesday is now celebrated by Christians all over the world. I'll put a little, little bit of poo on their forehead, and I'm going to hell. <laughs> Actually, I'm Francis Hall, a.k.a. Face Boy. <laughs> I can't even. What a start. <laughs> I feel like to, to, to repent for my sins, I would have to, like, cover my whole body in ash. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like climb into ash. Don't cover your whole body in ass? Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> Touch me in the morning and then just walk away. <laughs> in the studio, Luke, yeah. Lucas Timore, Rachel, Calvin, <laughs> and and just a general sense of confusion right now. Set, Between all of us. Starting on a wild, wild note. Starting out with Miss Anita Cocknow. <laughs> She's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> An original character? Yes. Nice. Yeah, there's a little there's a, there's a little bit of Eddie Murphy influence in there. Just in the rip in how rapid the speech oh, is. Yeah. Okay, I can definitely hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, on a more serious note, we have a few serious topics to discuss this evening. February 20th to 26th is Eating Disorder, Eating Disorders Awareness Week. But it is also Black History Month, and we want to highlight that, um, unfortunately, um, black people have a very hard time getting care in um, the eating disorder world, where at least that they, like... At Renfrew, basically. Renfrew's the only place that takes insurance. And Renfrew, um, I, I have seen it with my own eyes, kicks out black girls. Yeah, you know that I'm a fan of Renfrew. I don't like to speak poorly of them. But uh, when you said that, I remembered I had only seen one person of color and he, he, whenever I'd been there. And my, my friend, um, like, she, um, she had, like, she has gotten kicked out before. Um, she's not black, but she's you know, like dark. Um, and she, um, she's Latina and she, um, she's, she got kicked out. Um, my, one of my black friends got kicked out. Um, yeah. Eating disorder treatment is a white, white world and it is a wealthy world of people who are able to get care. And, you know, there are like just like cultural differences between the way, um, black people and white people act. And then they're used to only have, they, 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 historically have only treated white girls run through and they've come up with this code of conduct that you that doesn't fit in with the black community so they they are saying things like you're you, at, they don't say like you're acting black but basically like when girls act like a certain way that might be cu- culturally um appropriate 
like they then they don't they don't f- follow that they don't want like it, like if it's culturally appropriate to a black community they for instance they brought in they brought in p- practitioners to help them serve the Hasidic Jewish community they brought in people to train the the, the people yeah Renfrew has a has an elected position they totally... they have not brought in black yeah. women to help them to help them treat black women they have not. So like they they they've made a big stink about wanting to he- treat Hasidic Jewish women. How many Hasidics are there compared to how many Black women there are? Not and not to say they shouldn't have taken in practitioners to to, to, to treat the Hasidic community. They absolutely should. But if you're going to care so much about the Hasidic community, you need to also care about Black people, which is a much higher amount of people. It reminds me very much of these of reality television shows. Uh, where how so? There's it like one black person, one black person on the reality show. They're they're always voted out first, and they always they're always they're always yelling at them. They're always like, so my friend who is a person of color, like I was her best friend, and like I we went to treatment like off and on for years, and they were always kicking her out, and they were always and like she's just like she's like this is how my culture acts, like this is not fi- the way that they're tr- treating her, like they're like that's not an appropriate way to act, like that's just like that's like she's not acting out, she's not acting out, like I acted out, okay, when I got kicked out, I got I acted out. I Story of fire, you know what I mean? Like I acted out. I'm not like a victim here, but you know what I mean. Like these girls are victims. These girls are victims. Yeah, there was uh, Dave Chappelle did a, a parody of this, where uh, it was it was a a, a a reality show, a parody of a reality show, where the majority of people were people of color. There's one white guy played by Christian Finnegan, who's been on this show actually. And I've, I've met him before. Yeah, Kristen Finnegan has been on this show a couple of times. Um, and uh, and they do a little, you know, they, they talk about how they don't feel safe around him mm-hmm. uh, because he acts different and stuff like that. And and it's it's so much what, you know... It, that's it's that's what we're parody. doing to... That's what we're, exactly what we're doing to, like, these these um, black girls and Latina girls who come in. Um, and I'm, I'm saying girls because, unfortunately, like, Renfrew does not treat men unless they're trans men. Um, they do not they do not treat men. Um, really? They treat trans women and men, but they do not treat men, um, which is, I have a big problem with. Um, but So do I. And then they did kick me out for acting like a man. Like, they, they didn't want me to act like a man. They, they wanted me to transition to being a man, but they didn't want me to act like a man. Okay, I started a fire. <laughs> you did start a fucking fire. <laughs> That's maybe not what men do. All right. Okay, so I'm not a victim here, but but the, 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 the but the like but the people of color who are like facing barriers to treatment are huge victims, and like I've been there to see the behavior that caused them to get kicked out. So I know I'm a like witness. So don't tell me that they like deserve to get kicked out. I was there. I was there twice, three times, seeing people of color get kicked out. Okay, now I don't know about uh, Calvin, but I know the three of us have all had eating disorder problems. Oh yeah, in the past, maybe in the present. Uh, I can't speak to anyone but myself. Uh, I think I've improved a great deal, but I still wouldn't say that I'm completely cured. Uh, it's a life. What are problem. the What are the resources and practices and things that are helpful? I'm finding a lot more help on uh, things like social media. Like Instagram has given me um, a lot wider education about eating disorders and about what recovery could look like. Um, I think there is a big community, but it's also it's also sad that I spent so much time in um, 
in specialized treatment. And at the end of the day, it, it only helps so many people. I think when it comes to people of color, I think when it comes to people who have disabilities, when it comes to men, the uh, professional treatment centers are not, are not serving them well and not serving them fairly. And men at all, um, and, and men do suffer from eating disorders. Oh yeah, um, and, and it's just absolutely outrageous that the, like they, some treatment centers do take men, but they don't take insurance. So there's literally no place a man can go under insurance. That's actually like a huge problem. It's a huge problem. It needs to be like this needs to be dealt with. Yeah, I mean you can go to the hospitals, but it's like your eating disorders shouldn't have to get to the place where you're in a medical hospital in order to receive treatment. Most people who suffer from eating disorders are not, they're suffering very greatly, greatly, but they're not appropriate for like medical hospitalization necessarily. You should be able to get help well before your body needs to be hospitalized. It's interesting that you mentioned Instagram because it is a site that is notorious for rewarding people with impossibly perfect body well instagram has a very 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 large body positivity community Mm -hmm. a very very large so you know you control your feed and i think it's notorious for you because you went on when you first started instagram francis looking for girls who had good butts asses yes yes, so like that is gonna that is gonna put you in a certain like in a certain community like that's gonna make your feed all that yeah I, i i i googled best asses on instagram I mean that 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 is one way to use Instagram. No, no shame, no hate, but there is also like a very big body positivity eating disorder recovery yeah, community. There's a huge community for that. It's like it's it's pretty like famous for like it's pretty famous. There are so. also some incredible assets. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. Yeah. Instagram yeah. knows not to like advertise like skinny tees to me compared to like other people that like do get a lot of like skinny tea advertisements because I'm like in this eating disorder community and they see that and so they don't advertise skinny tees to me that is one one positive thing I will say about the uh, Instagram algorithm the Instagram algorithm will try its best to like figure out how to weed stuff out to find things that are more tailored to you Oh, it, yeah. it does. It does. It's very perfect. Like, they like know when you're in recovery. <clears throat> they know when you're in recovery and they like leave that shit out. They like, yeah. Like one of the few like good <laughs> social media algorithms out there. Yeah, like, I love I Instagram. See, like, I, I, continued, I, I continue to see how much of a shit show Twitter is. Twitter is, is a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> which is why, which is why I, like, I still have a, a Twitter account. but I I've, do too, but I don't remember it. I've never had one. I get, you're, I you're better every off. time I try, I give Honestly. up. I'm like, I'm like, I give up on that. That like, you know, I'm really present on social media. I do a lot of good work on social media, but like, I, the Twitter thing, I'm like, no, I ain't I don't need to fucking <laughs> what, that. What they get, let people get away with? What they let Trump get away with? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was I was reading his his tweets leading up to January 6th, and I'm like, this is not going to be good. This is not good. This is not okay. <laughs> And it turned out to be very much not okay. <laughs> and everybody's wondering what could have caused this. Oh my goodness! I was not. I, was I don't not know. If Twitter, the website, is responsible for that though, because that's what, like, that's the reason why. Set, like, because we're holding websites responsible for what their users do. Now we can't, like, now we can't as sex workers use any of these websites. So I don't know if we should be like, like, that's a that's a big debate you're stepping on right now. Well, let's have it. 
I, I think anytime you let you let like human community and human nature, run, you know, have free expression, it's it can go a lot of a lot of different ways. Like, I don't hold Twitter responsible for. I don't. For I don't either. No. No, I don't hold Twitter responsible. I think it, it's like human nature. I, I mean, I hold like, like like this is our president. Like this is if, we, if we're afraid yeah, of him right. being on Twitter, then like this is our fucking president. Like, well, if Twitter didn't feel some responsibility, then why did they kick him off? I don't think they did kick him off. That's what you just said. You said Twitter. They did. No, they, they did. did. They did. They did. Oh, okay. After January 6th, they, they were like, this off. is not how you use our platform, right. President, which is wild. And then Elon Musk took over Twitter, and uh, now Trump is back on Twitter. Trump, okay. Trump is back. He hasn't been using Trump it. Trump is back. Um, I'm not sure if he has. I mean, I think he, he needs people to kind of like write the tweets for him and like censor the tweets for him because it wasn't it wasn't he's still, hi- he's still hiring a staff just because he's not president anymore he still has a staff yeah i right. think there, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen if you see a tweet from from trump or from any politician yeah most politicians have a, a social media editor or somebody somebody but trump taking might on their be there media. like doing cocaine like let me ask computer let me ask I like really have so many images of Trump like actually has like cocaine like all over his face and he's like tweeting. <laughs> totally, totally. Just did a mound of cocaine. <laughs> it looks like it because he's like it's like fucking four in the morning. With no, I know. Out. Right. <laughs> like I don't know if the social media editor is like working at four or if that's like literally like tr- Trump just sitting there like you know what I mean like having a good time. I mean, <laughs> also no hate on hate on that. No hate on cocaine. No. No, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, because no hate on cocaine. <laughs> but it takes one. It takes one to know one. But but that's what I see when I see Jared. I'm like, I'm like. Sometimes I'm like, oh, Trump in there. <laughs> I, I did have to talk you down from posting a, a certain photo last night. Oh, what did I? Do you remember? Nope. Do you remember? Nope. Oh, okay. It was it was it was a naked picture, but you you had a dick. Oh yeah, I did want to post a picture. And you were like, dick. "This is okay to post, right?" I was like, "No, like, no, I don't think we're allowed to do dicks on Facebook." I was like, "It's a fake dick," and she was like, "No, I just don't think." I we're have allowed seen to. them. I have seen uh, strap-ons on. Oh, so on I was allowed Instagram. to see. I don't oh, know on Instagram. Yeah. I th- I thought it was a no go. I didn't want to get banned. I didn't want to get banned. Calvin seems to have an answer here. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure if you have the strap on on, it's a it's a no no. But like that's what I said. That's what I said. But, but like st- standalone dildos see uh, is a gray area. But most, but if you're but wearing time, it, I don't know. I did most post one picture of me fucking him, but like you couldn't see the dildo anymore. It was yeah, that was my picture. <laughs> I I remember so seeing was, it. Yeah, that was that was well hidden. Like a, if, a lot of well hidden in my butt. butt. <laughs> Hey-o. I remember seeing that. <laughs> I really that that was like going too far. Was, that was us actually fucking. But like I did but, not at the time think it was too far. And, and the it wasn't way it was removed or warned or anything. No, nobody has nobody has fucked with that because picture. because you took that picture in a way where like most of like most of like the salacious parts could be left up to the imagination. Yeah. So I thought I thought it was you and your neighbors based on the caption. I didn't even know it was Francis. Yeah, I didn't throw Francis under the bus in that post. I was because like, this is all me. I'm not gonna fucking name your, anybody. Your caption was like when you like get along with your fancy neighbors or something. No, I was just the implication was like we just had this like fancy fucking time and then we came back to do we just had this fancy, fancy time and then we came back to do this and we were like, you know, pinkies in the air, they were like 
oh, and then the, the, these like, fancy people with this like, mansion, they were like, you guys are more successful than us. And we were like, no, we're not. And they were like, well, you have this radio show. And like, they, they really thought we were like more successful than them. And we were like, no, like, we well, did, to like, live in Greenwich Village, have a house in Cold Spring, to have a radio show. <laughs> On paper, it looks pretty good. It looks right. pretty good. It looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> On paper, we were looking really good. But um, <laughs> So I wanted to bring this up since you mentioned a strap-on. O-ring problems. Oh They're God. too small. My O-ring is too small. And I can't tell Peter because he gave me a new O-ring and then we left it at my room at my other apartment. It... Fucking happens. I don't know how the fuck it happens, but like I, I swear to God, I have all you know O rings perfect, and then we get to Cold Spring and they fucking fall off or shit like that. This one's too small. This one's too small. We have one. It's too small. We need a new O ring. It's too small for both of our dicks. Well, what I have learned to do is. Oh, we were supposed to meet you dick. today. Go to the, go to go to go to the Leatherman. Yeah, go to- take a dick. Go to Leatherman. They don't care how big how small how whatever it is they will fit the right o-ring for you and done so yeah. that's what i do all, all the dicks they bring them to the leather man Perfect them for you. all right let's go to the for, leather man we were you, we were sleeping for the uh for the unin- for the uninitiated what what exactly is an o-ring um it's like it, it goes it's a ring that sticks on the back of the dick before the balls, and then you put like these leather straps like through the ring to keep the dick on to the strap on. Gotcha. It's just a metal ring. Yeah, circular. But you need to have it the right size. Yeah, that's too the small, right and size. the things won't won't go in too big, too and big, it slips out. Slipping out, yeah. O-ring problems. Perfect. It's gotta be perfect. <laughs> Crossing it off the list. Yep. <laughs> so we all had a pretty rough week. I don't know about Calvin, but the three of us did. What yeah, because I'm sick. This week sucked. Oh no, we actually had a really rough week. We had a, we, things went crazy. We went crazy. We like we like really fucking put our mental health program through the ringer. They had to have special rules now because <laughs> of us. I'm listening. <laughs> There's like rules about like the, the call-in phone and like how we can treat that and like all of this like, because of us. <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, we did really need help when we called the emergency phone. Oh, yeah. We really needed help when we called the emergency phone. It was an emergency, but... Wow. Well, I had to take my mom to the emergency room this week. Aww. Yes. That it was, was a hard week for you. The only good thing about that is, like, they might not have found her anemia <laughs> if, like... It if- turned out to be a blessing in disguise. It, even, even though going to the emergency room always sucks. Um... <laughs> Wednesday morning, she was, she was in pain. She was walking with her walk. She was, ouch, 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 ouch. Mm. And uh, initially at 6 a.m., I thought maybe it was just her. She said, it's my wrist. And I thought it was her arthritis. And then a couple hours later, when I was awake and more alert, um, and I heard her yelping again, I went in and I saw that there was a, a, a lump on her wrist. It was protruding, and I didn't know if she had had a fall. I didn't know. I just didn't know what was going on. So I went to the firehouse, Mm -hmm. and their first responders came over, because that's just a block away from me. I've learned that they they will be there more quickly than 911. I've waited 
over 40 minutes once for 911. Shouldn't happen in my neighborhood with a 90 year old. Right. Anyway, um, they came over uh, and they waited for, and they called the paramedics, and the paramedics got there, and uh, they obviously didn't have x-ray equipment. They couldn't tell exactly what was going on, but they recommended that we go to the emergency room, and we requested NYU Langone, and because right. it wasn't, uh, you can, you can you, if, if there's a imminent emergency, mm-hmm. they will just take you to the nearest hospital. But if it's not, if it's imminent, psych, they won't take you to public. If it's psych, they will not take you to a public hospital. If it's not imminent, if it's a private hospital, they won't take yeah, you to a private hospital. Yeah, if it's like if it's psych, they will only take you to a public hospital. Yeah, if it's not imminent, imminent like this situation, you you can request. We went to NYU Langone because okay. they've always been the best treatment for my mom, and her arm was not fractured, but she was very anemic. So she needed it, so she got a blood transfusion while she was there. So we wouldn't have picked up on how much she needed a transfusion if she hadn't had this bump. Uh, so it turned out she didn't need to be, didn't need any surgery, didn't need to be hospitalized even overnight. She was out by midnight and, um, uh, and it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because she did need to be seen. While I was there, so I was there until my sister Nancy came in. Uh, and, uh, she got there around four and, uh, and I went home around six. Like I said, they got back around 12, 1230. And when I was there, I was sitting next to this woman while my mom was getting an x-ray. She was in her late seventies and I was reading a book called life written by Keith Richards. And the woman remarked, she goes, Oh, I just breezed through that book. And I thought about it that if you're 77 years old, you would be like 23 in 1968. So that's like... like she, was, she would have been kind of... Doing drugs right and being th- in orgies. Yeah. <laughs> and listen to the Rolling Stones. Don't talk to my, about my parents like that. <laughs> the number one song in 1968... My parents uh, are in their seventies. Don't talk about them like that. Number one song <laughs> in nineteen sixty eight was "Hey Jude," and we're going to give that a listen right now. Oh, it's such a good song. Goodbye, take a sad song, dude. Don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better Hey Jude, don't be afraid You were made to go out and get hurt The minute you let her under your skin
Hey Jude by the Beatles. You're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. So Paul McCartney wrote that song for Julian Lennon to comfort him uh, after the divorce of John and Cynthia Lennon. It was originally Hey Jules, but Jude just sounded better. Uh, there are people who have said, you know, maybe he wrote it about himself or maybe he wrote it about John. Mm. Um, and there are all kinds of theories about it. But there is one thing I, I do remember uh, Paul McCartney saying in interviews that when he got to, when he first played the song for John Lennon and he got to the line, the movement you need is on your shoulder. He goes, I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'm going to change that. And John said, you won't. That's the best line of the song. <laughs> Um, Calvin, would you be so kind enough as to do the copy? Okay. <clears throat> he does it so well. <laughs> Our star scene comes to you every week, courtesy of Radio Free Brooklyn, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression of, and public art. We rely on the continued support from listeners like you. If you'd like to support Radio Free Brooklyn, you can make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn anytime you're not in front of your computer, make sure you check out the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app available at the Google Play Store for Android and at the Apple App Store for iOS. And also make sure you check out our monthly newsletter, Radio Free Brooklyn, where we give you the latest in new programming, upcoming RFB events, ticket giveaways, and more. Check out RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up. Is Smile done? Yeah, Smile's all done. They really did it, huh? They, they fucking did it. Fuck right, assholes. Bastards. No more Amazon Smile. Nope. That's sad. That was the only thing Amazon had going for them to be like an ethical company. I mean, they're really the least ethical thing. We should all stop shopping with them. As little as possible. We do need those. We do need those dot paints for, for Franklin, though. And they do take mm. food stamps. And they do take food stamps. Also, on like they take food stamps on even like high end products. I like espresso fucking pods. They do. <laughs> but then, Amazon. then at the deli one didn't want to give me Red Bull for fucking food, my food stamps. I know I, that was and wild. I was like, and I like I just paid with regular money, but I, it was actually like my last five dollars, and then I didn't have money to get on the train. Like it was actually a serious situation. Like like you fell these fuckers. Like just get, let me pay my food stamps. I like I need to get to work. I need to go like fucking like teach children right now. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You know, I I, I think these talking about these things like make us kind of relatable i think about how how uh how popular the show the connors is and this is like very wealthy people acting like they have financial struggles you know <laughs> we really actually do we actually have financial struggles yeah <laughs> beverage or subway fare yeah that's that's real right there i dealt uh, dealt with that for a week and a half until i got paid today mm-hmm so one of them, one of the many things I had to, I had to fucking deal with this week. Um, ironically enough, I also had to take my mother to the emergency room on Wednesday. Oh my god, oh no. I didn't yeah. know. So, I didn't know that, Calvin. She, um, I did not know. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, she was uh, she was having uh, she was having symptoms that looked like a heart attack. So um, we uh, uh, she was she was doing okay, but uh, she she wanted to make sure that everything was okay. So. We took her to over to uh, Methodist Hospital, and um, 
we were there for a few hours, took EKG, chest x-rays and everything. Blood work. Thankfully, it was not a heart attack. Oh, good. Uh, uh, it, it, however, was a pretty significant anxiety attack. Okay. So. Did they give her medicine? Um, interestingly enough, earlier in the week, her doctor actually gave her uh, uh, anti-anxiety meds. Okay. So. That's so scary. So, yeah. Sorry, honey. It, the whiskey's there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you might you might need that, Calvin. <laughs> so that so that was so that was the first half of Wednesday. The second half of Wednesday was me trying to get my fucking insulin. Uh, my prescription ran out, so I had to uh, uh, get a new prescription. But my doctor fucking ghosted me, and it I had uh, put in the prescription on Friday. Didn't hear back from the doctor. Doctor just did not respond to the uh, pharmacy's uh, prescription requests. So in the past, I was able to go to our pharmacy, which at the time was Walgreens. Not anymore because fuck them. Um, Went over to Walgreens to uh, see if I could get get an an emergency, uh, an emergency vial. The two people at the pharmacy that uh, I was able to speak with gave me a very hard time, and the uh, the head pharmacist was just absolutely fucking rude. Oh my god! And this is over insulin, which you can't live. You without. can't live without. right. Yeah. And so they gave me two options: either get a prescription at the emergency room or at urgent care. Thank God I have an urgent care in my neighborhood, which is actually like decent, free, like actually very good oh you have a good one yeah, yeah. An, that is an good. actual good one so went over went over to uh, urgent care told them my situation they were like i what how much insulin do you take per day this much we got you gave me gave me a uh, gave me my uh, emergency prescription filled it at fucking stupid fuck walgreens i called them up uh yeah we we, we got your emergency prescription but we're out of stock I'm no. like, are you fucking kidding me? No, that's terrible. So, What'd you do? Went back, uh, went back to urgent care. Told them they, uh, actually, before before they even told me that my uh, they were out of stock, I had to call them up first. Hey, is it ready? Um, we have it, but it didn't give us any instructions. Like, what the fuck do you mean it didn't it didn't come with instructions? I go back to the urgent care, talk to them. They're like, what the fuck are they talking about? We told them how much insulin you need per, uh, per day. They send it again. I call them back. Oh, we're out of stock. Go back, <laughs> go back to urgent care. Tell them they're out of stock. And then they asked me, do you necessarily have to go to Walgreens? I was like, no, I don't think so. So they called up um, all the uh, nearby uh, neighborhood pharmacies, found one that was uh, two blocks up from the uh, from the urgent care. I called them up. Hey, y'all have insulin stock? Yes. Perfect. Urgent care sends the uh, prescription to them. Finally get my fucking insulin after four hours. Oh, my God. That's so long. It's I've been saying for years and years and years to whenever possible. Do your business at an independently owned pharmacist. There, there are fewer and fewer and fewer. And these big companies, the CVS, the Walgreens, they don't care. 
They don't care. They, they don't, don't care. My small pharmacy has been getting me my Adderall, and that's out of stock now everywhere. Wow. You go to you you go to an independently owned pharmacy. I go to Cal and Lord. I go to um, Cal and Lord. It's it's um, it's 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 helped support Cal and Lord. If 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 you don't go to the pharmacy, then you're really taking money from them. But by just going to like by just going to the doctor's office and not going to the pharmacy, they make most of their money from the pharmacy. It's it's actually very important to to go to their pharmacy. If you're in Greenwich Village, I recommend Thompson Chemists right on Thompson Street. Um, uh, there, there, there's. They still exist. I recommend Callan Lord. You don't have to be a patient at Callan Lord. They, they've been getting me my Adderall. That's crazy. Like nobody has been getting anyone Adderall. Like they, they actually do care. Like they, they actually, these company drug companies are supporting more of the private, like small, like um, of the small ones than these than these big private, you know, CVS or something like that. Yeah, I've actually switched to an independent pharmacy too. It's Live Well Pharmacy on Avenue H and Utica. They, it's the only way she could get a Ritalin. It's the only way I can get my Ritalin. Um, it's not as serious as insulin, but I do need it to function. Um, but they were so lovely. It's Wayne Reed. They never want to like even tell you what medication you're picking up. I'm like, can I just check? They just throw the bag at you. Like they were so nice at Live Well Pharmacy. They were like, welcome. Can we answer your questions? Like, how are you feeling? They were so lovely. Yeah, and Thompson Chemists, they have a, they have a, a bluegrass band that plays, uh, I think, Thursday nights at 7, free. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You're not going to have that at CVS. Right. <laughs> they're, they're pretty aggressive. Like, they act like you're, like, bothering them by, like, asking what medication it is or, like, any questions. I did an episode where I interviewed a pharmacist who uh, agreed to take a big risk and um and uh and violate a non-disclosure uh thing that he had that he had signed mm-hmm. and he exposed it all he exposed everything that was wrong with, I remember that yeah, episode with and and he also put, Oh that ad, that 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 um that our, that article wrote What's that you wrote like an article, right? No, it was a, it was an episode of Art Star. Oh, yeah, Radio. I, remember, I remember you yeah. doing that. Yeah, and and uh, and he, you know, he explained what was fucked up and how to fix it. And uh, it's I'm not going to go into it now, um, but uh, I'm sure the title of it is, makes it obvious what episode it is. So you can you can hear about it. It was years ago, um, but uh, basically, we're being ripped off and. We know we're being ripped off. I knew we were being ripped off. I knew CVS had something to do with it. I just didn't have all the, I didn't have everything put together. He explained it to me, why my instincts were right and, and how fucked up it is. Pharmacy benefit managers. Those are, those are the ones that are really fucking things up. But I'm not mm. going to go into that anymore because we're going to upstate New York. Woo. Friday. <laughs> We're going to eat lasagna. Well, you're coming Saturday. Oh, I'll be there Saturday. We, we do yeah. weird shit on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave that to y'all. <laughs> when, when, when Lucas was saying, well, you know, you could come up. For, we both were like, nope. <laughs> nope. Um, I'm not weird enough for that. Not weird enough for that. Nope. So uh, we decided uh, last time you made your signature di- dish, uh, mm-hmm. and one of Lucas's signature dishes is lasagna. 
Yes. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And I've been researching what cheeses are available in Cold Spring. Oh, okay. And what? Okay, oh, the should, cheese store. Yes. Oh. I was going to get my mozzarella from Joe's Dairy, um, but they do carry a local mozzarella at the cheese store in town. Uh, from that, that's like I said, it's made in New York State, very close to where the shop is. So if I get it, you know, the day that we're going to prepare it, mm-hmm. that's going to be better. Right on. I am going to get probably get the ricotta from Murray's Deli because they have they have a, a source uh, of a, uh, an Italian family in Connecticut that makes this. Okay. Right. <laughs> I've never been to Murray's. I re- I've really I've been wanting to go. I've, for some reason, I've never been. The noodles are going to come from. Raffettos, of course, and we're probably going to use their sauce. We us- would usually make our own sauce, but we're on vacation. <laughs> buy some sauce, and then turn all the ingredients over to Lucas. Let him make some magic. <laughs> Looking forward to that. I've never had Lucas's lasagna. I really want to try it. I haven't either. I just know you haven't. No, I've had Ooh. I've had his meatballs. They were amazing. Hey, you guys wanted to play some music. What did you want to play? Okay, I wanted to play. Do, or do you want to play yours first? Why don't you guys play first? Because you guys. No, go ahead. Um, it's a new song. Um, I'll pull it up. Okay. Did you hear about this over the last thirty years? Uh, sperm counts are down. Penis sizes are up. I did not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sperm count has gone down a whopping 62%. Why is that? I don't know. And and penis sizes are up 24% over the past 30 years. How, how do they measure this? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> so this is a new song this week. This is Sacrifice. It's... Cascade, Dead Mouse, K5, and Sophie Tucker. Oh, okay. Do I love what I do even more than I love you? I mind. When you're sick and hurting, and when you're celebrating your night, I'm an ocean away, I'm a time zone into playing.
You are listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Sacrifice. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. I had not heard it before. Yeah, it just, was, was just came out this week. Nice. We only have 10 minutes left. You wanted to play a song. Yeah, I want to hear Calvin's song. Okay. <clears throat> it's actually a... Uh, Actually, an R&B cover of a uh, Shania Twain song. It's Yay. called uh, "It's Called You're Still the One" uh, by Sidibe. S I D I B E. He's a real, I really, really love this version of uh, by who again? Sidibe. S I D I B E. I love covers that like change the whole genre. Like they make me so happy. Just this one. This one. You when you hit when you listen to it, you're not gonna recognize it. It helps you appreciate like the original song too and like the craft that went into that song Absolutely. in a different way.
love that. You are listening to Art Star Scene Radio, programming by and for the jobless and the insane. (laughs) (laughs) I am both jobless and insane. (laughs) No, seriously. But I I, I don't hate myself for either of those things. I'm just insane. (laughs) I'm jobless and insane. (laughs) I'm I'm just, yeah, I I have, I, I work, obviously, take care of my mom and stuff, but I am insane. Insane in the membrane. Lucas has a job. Lucas like Lucas can, is not unemployed. Can we, have, can we have like five minutes of your attention before the show is over? Princess <laughs> <laughs> hates when I get on my phone during the show. It's one hour a week. That's it. That's all we ask. One hour a week. <laughs> I was very attentive today. Until you weren't. Until you And you're like, I have something more interesting to look at. No, but you really like your ADHD is so real. It's a serious like, so real. It's like very serious. Like I, I tried to get more Adderall, and then he was like, and then I don't think he even gave it to me. He was like, no, he, he was like, he was like, I think what you need is like a performance anxiety medication, like what we give to politicians, that, like to be in front of the students. I need that because I'm like tapping my foot, and I think that's my ADHD. But he thinks it's like a performance anxiety. No, but then last night we were just chilling, and you're like, like, I'm my still tapping still. my foot. I think it is. I think it is the ADHD. Like I think I do need more Adderall. Your body just like moves all the time. Then he was concerned. It's like the like, like I'm on like, so many meds. He was like, "We're not like no, you were mo- up in your fucking Adderall. <laughs> you were you were moving like wild before before the Abilify. Injection. I was moving like wild before the Abilify. I knew injection. you before yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a mess. He said my 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 psychiatrist thinks my job is destabilizing. Why you is know. That? To go to like a different place every day and night today. That is destabilizing. Like, yeah. Like, but I will say, like, um, you come home very like fulfilled and like your brain is really organized when you come home and like you're, you seem like you're like getting a lot of reward out of the teaching too. I think it's, it's your calling. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm applying to be a New York City teaching fellow. So that would make, make me a special Ooh. ed teacher. You come home so positive yeah. and like, that's your favorite is the babies and the kids who who need the most help. That's your passion. You know, I I, I joke jobless and the insane, but uh, everyone's so proud of you right now. We're because... so proud of you. <laughs> you're having trouble taking the compliments. <laughs> thank you, thank you're, you, thank you. It's very. You're good. like stop, don't stop. You're like, I'm going back on Instagram. <laughs> Back on Instagram. Back on Instagram. <laughs> this is too much. Well, we gotta we gotta get going. Damn. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us out. We're, you're not gonna be able to hear the whole thing. It's a little bit longer than three minutes. But uh, I'm gonna play uh, reggae wise. Ja Levi and the Higher Higher Reasoning Golden Medley. Ja Levi is someone that I went to college with. Okay. A dear Fine. friend of mine and and uh, great record producer he's an instrument builder he's he's many things but uh uh i think you're gonna enjoy this uh, thank you calvin i love you me too francis thank you rachel i love you i'm still looking forward oh don't worry about us going away you're gonna get new material we're gonna pre-record a show on wednesday that's right so you will have new a new show on saturday it just won't you be get, live you get you get fresh ass next week fresh ass next week. <laughs> lucas i love you so much thank you and folks at home show yourself i know <laughs> Some love. I asked for five minutes. I asked for five minutes. Show some love to others. It's important. And you know that it is. 
Yes, brethren and sisters. Jalivai and I'm on I word on the harmonic convergence. From Jawa Studio Golden Vault and Treasure. This medley. Yes, sir. Uh, 